1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Welcome back to the MVM Show. I'm Titus, your host, and today I've got a great guest on the, the phone with me today that I'm excited to bring to you. Um, as you guys know, um, I'm a vet. Most of you know that I'm a vet as well. And anything I can do to support anything that has to do with military, gold star vets, or active duty, I'm stoked and pumped for. So today I have Craig Zimmer on the phone. How are you doing today, Craig? I'm good, man. I'm good. And you are with um, the uh, hero, to, hero to the line. Hero to the line, and I, I kind of wanted to. Okay, and I guess we didn't talk about this before, but I want to just jump right in. Um, but before we do, can you share with everybody? Because sometimes you know, people. I like to do it at the beginning, and like, where can we find you? Facebook, Instagram, website, all that, and then we'll start getting into the details here in a second. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, all the handles are Hero, the number two of uh, the line. Um, you can also go to our website at www.herotothelion.org. Um, and, and all of our information is on there, applications to get involved in the program, uh, contact information for everybody involved. Okay, awesome. And you guys started, I believe, was 2020, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. about in 2020, yeah. And you guys, it seems from like, and you guys can check out, they've got some, actually, I don't know if that's public. Is your videos on YouTube that I watched? Is that something we can yeah, have? So you can, yep. So uh, Unleashed K9 is the, is the group that we did that with. Um, they yeah. do have a YouTube channel. Um, so you can go to Unleashed K9 on YouTube and uh, that, that episode should be on there. Okay, perfect. So let's dig right in. Um, I'd like to just kind of, Craig, I'd like to hear like your background, you know, growing up, kind of where you grew up and family and stuff like that. And it just makes it a little more personal when we, we find out more about you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, born and raised. Um, I got into the into duck hunting pretty young, probably in my, I don't know, early 20s or so. Um, and then it kind of 
grew from there, got to the point to where I just, I wanted a dog that uh, would pick up some ducks. I got tired of kind of doing that on my own with a fishing pole, right? Yeah. Um, so kind of got hooked up with somebody that uh, helped me do some training on a dog and man, I went to some hunt tests and got hooked and, and got stuck into the dog world. And it's been a, it's been a fun ride. It's, it's a great time. Good, great thing to do with the family. Um, I got a brother and a sister. Um, yeah, I got one daughter. Awesome. Um, was a union, I was a union electrician for, um, for about 15 years. Um, so th- this is all fairly new to me, but uh, we, we're learning as we go. Yeah. And I get that too because um, I'm kind of curious a little bit more about how you – the training part of it and all that stuff that you got into because – we talked a little bit yesterday, and I was talking about how using Chris Aiken's um, DVDs, um, and what's funny is a guy, I don't know if you've heard of Lone Duck Outfitters? Yeah, yeah, Bobby Owens. We yeah. actually did his podcast. Oh, okay, awesome. Well, he, I uh, think I emailed him, this was about six years ago, and I was like, hey, you know, uh, I'm looking to getting a dog, this and that, and tra- or training my dog, do you have any references? Because he, at the time, he didn't really have stuff for the public. Yeah. So he suggested Chris Aiken's videos, and then that's how I hooked up to that. But I, man, once I went through it, I get feedback literally since I've had Rocky, which is my black lab, about how it it encouraged them that seeing a guy like me that has no prior experience that you can do it. You know, you don't got to pay Absolutely. two, three, four thousand dollars to have your dog trained. Even more than that, some guys are paying upwards of ten thousand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds insane. When I, yeah, when I start telling people what I have invested in my dog, it's yeah, it it it, it makes people's heads spin. I mean, you right. know, So my dog is a hundred percent pro trained. I mm-hmm. I didn't do any of the actual formal training on mm-hmm. him at all. I, I do it now, um, which is what makes me. I'm good at a finished dog training, but I I I'm not good at puppy stuff. I, there's mm-hmm. no way no way in the world I'm doing it. Well, um, that but, that being said, though, you, um. But you could see now, like, okay, let me back up. Let's let's have a conversation there for a second. So you said something about people's heads would spin if they knew the money that you have oh, invested yeah. in your dog. But at the same time, man, I think both of us would agree, after you have a dog like that, you see the value of that money. 100%. 100%. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, the biggest the biggest thing that I, I try to explain to people is, is you, you don't have to go and invest the money like I did. Um mm-hmm. Well, there's very different forms of, of what you can do in the dog world. And, and, and honestly, going through a pro and having my dog trained, I missed out on so much of the, mm-hmm. the quality time I get to spend with my dog. And, you know, he's six years old now currently. And mm-hmm. it's, I probably maybe have spent two years of his life with him. Right. And, and it's, he's been on the road most of the time. So, when somebody learns how to do things on their own, which is what we try to teach our recipients, mm-hmm. um, it makes it so much more personal. And you can do a lot more with your dog today than you could even five years ago. There's there's so many sports out here, man. There's, I mean, anything you can think of, a dog is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Mushroom hunting, shed hunting, rally, dock diving, agility sports, search and rescue, retriever trials. I mean, there's so many things you can do with dogs today. Um, and, and when you really take the time and take that money that you would invest with a pro and invest into yourself, mm-hmm. you know, buy the equipment. Um, I say buy time, but you really are. You're, you're, you need to put priorities in your life to make sure you got a, some extra time to go and train your dog. And, 
it's 20, 30 minutes a day if you got one dog. It's right, not, it's right. Not crazy. Right. And that was, I think, the biggest eye opener for me when I started doing it. It was like, man, I mean, technically, you could even do 15 a day. It just depends on how much time you want to spend. <laughs> but it's like, this isn't what I thought. I thought it was, yeah, the puppy stage is the, I would say, I say the worst part and I don't mean it like it sounds. I'm just saying like it takes a ton of more time. You know, first couple of weeks you got to, you have them, you got to wake up in the night, make sure they don't pee in their crate or you got to set them up properly. There's just little things like that. But in all reality, it's, and I, we're going to get into more of this because I want to hear all your stuff about the vets and all that. But I mean, this really applies to everybody, like anybody oh, even thinking about getting a dog, right? Because yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, and it, like you said, like crate training and stuff like that. It, so our breeder program, we go through and vet our breeders pretty good. And and, mm -hmm. and we we know what the majority of them do, bringing their puppies up before they go home. And the vast majority of really good breeders out there, those puppies go home and they're crate trained, mm -hmm. right? They're started in a crate at a very young age. Mm -hmm. um, so what what you'll find is, is when you buy a dog from a breeder who is, who's reputable, who really does all the health testing, um, and really puts the time in and starting puppies and get, giving them a good a good foot forward to continue. Mm -hmm. um, it's like nothing you've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. These dogs pick up things that so fast. I mean, I got puppies currently right now that just went home a couple months ago that are already starting to run their their tests. I mean, and they're they're four months old. Wow. It's I mean you're. And, and a lot of our recipients, it's kind of 50-50 right now, but um, a lot of them have never experienced dog work before, um, or they have some basic obedience training type um, knowledge, but the majority of them have never touched a, 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 a hunt test dog or a duck dog or retriever trials or nothing. Um, wow. And they're being really successful. Yeah, that's, and we could have a whole conversation on that and just what that doesn't, but I want to definitely get into the meat and potatoes of why you're here today. And um, I'm writing questions already as we go. So I know we're, we're limited on time and that's how it always begins. Like trying to think of questions, but man, we can always do another one. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we will be for sure. Cause I love nothing more than talking dog training. So um, heard a little bit about your childhood. I'd like to hear more about how you started. <laughs> Excuse me. Hero to the line. Yeah, so I um, it's kind of a crazy story. So I, I got my my life kind of fell apart. Really, is is where it all started. Um, I I suffer from pretty severe PTSD, and I I went through my entire life in a uh, kind of a zombie state, to be honest, for for the majority of my adult life. Um, and then I I eventually had a a mental breakdown, man. I and I lost everything. I I got divorced and just kind of threw my whole life away. Um, and, and through that, it threw me in a manic state to where I, I was suicidal. I had, I was struggling with everything out there. Um, and my dog has become my full-time service dog currently. Um, and, and he saved, he saved my life a couple of times, man. I, I wouldn't be on this planet without that dog. Um, and, and not just the dog itself, but the, the sport and the community that we have here. Um, my, my best friends in the entire world are all through the dog sports. Mm. Um, everybody that I really associate in my life with on a regular basis are all, are all dog people. Um, it's just such a, a great, friendly community that I can call anybody, and it doesn't matter if we got different politics or whatever. Mm -hmm. We just sit and talk dog, and it, and it's and it's a great 
it's a great therapy for myself and for a lot of people. Yeah. And that's really why we started it. Um, so I run a for-profit business as well. And, and it, it involves, it, it involves dogs and that's all it ever is. Um, and through that, I was, I had access to a lot of puppies, a lot of puppies. And I had a lady reach out to me and she wanted to donate a dog to a police department. Um, and we started kind of, I was trying to help her find a breeding for her dog. Um, and then from that, it just evolved into what we have today. Um, we, I, I got a friend of mine who's a breeder and I asked him, I was like, man, you want to just donate some puppies? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we hooked up with a, a veterans organization that was a 5013C, got a list of vets from them to donate puppies to. Um, and then from that, we developed our own program, our own vetting system, because um, it's it's very hard to just hand puppies to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's twice as hard to get a puppy from me as it is any breeder, because there's quite the vetting process. What What is that process, Craig, just out of curiosity? <clears throat> um, it's, it's, it's pretty simple, to be honest. You go to the website, click on um, how to join. There's an application. You fill it out. It's an email. It's some very basic questions. I just need to know a little bit about you your name, your address, phone number, um, a little bit about your time in the service. And, and that, that determines whether you're actually qualified to fit the program as far as your service, gold star, whatever you are. Mm. Um, and then from there, we have a phone interview process and, and Justin Dirks is our, is our uh, recipient coordinator. Um, he's a very special individual because of his his job that he's he holds currently in the military so he's the perfect person to do our interview process he he he's skilled in negotiation and uh all kinds of other communication tactics um so he's really able to dive into their their service career and, and keep people honest is the biggest thing um and making sure that we get a good fit for what we're trying to accomplish um we're very big into the the dilute stuff, right? We don't allow it. We don't want nothing to do with it. It's 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 nothing that we want our recipients to ever have to deal with. So we're we're pretty pretty poignant about that when we talk to our applicants. Um, do you have a place to live that allows dogs? For first off, mm. right? Uh, I mean, are, does your landlord let you have them? Um, are you mentally stable, right? Because you're you're placing a dog in somebody's home and you're really trying to make sure that. You're not putting them in a situation where they're going to end up abused or end up right. uh, left on the side of the road or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a lengthy process. Um, mm-hmm. Currently, right now, we're we're about a year or so out on applications. So um, I think I'm filled out to the end of 24, and we're wow. we're still take we're taking more applications. And as we do, we if you're brought into the program as yeah, you're going to receive a puppy, but it's going to be x number of time right it could be a month it could be a year um we bring those people in our community and allow them to participate you know in our community chat group chats on discord yeah. um and really try to start help educating them um ahead of time before they ever do get a puppy so do they have to live nearby <laughs> ohio or is that does it matter where they live no it doesn't matter where you live at all all 50 states nationwide um wow. So we operate in, and we can operate in all 50 states because the dog sports operate in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is a community-based thing. Our our entire staff lives in completely different states. I'm actually the only one that lives in, I live in Southeast Indiana. Um, my treasurer lives in Texas. My breeder coordinator lives in Texas. Our vice president's in Virginia. Our recording secretary is in Virginia. 
um, recipient coordinators in Virginia, sponsor coordinators in Missouri. So we're, we're scattered all over the country. Um, and we got quite a field staff to, to kind of help us in different areas. Um, and through our relationships with other people, just friends, clients of ours, um, all those types of things, different breeders were able to create a pretty big network to make sure that that recipient goes home and has the people to surround them with to help them. Does it happen all the time? Some places are really hard to do it. Um, there's a lot of places in the country that don't have a huge dog scene. Um, so travel sometimes is a, is a necessity for, for a recipient, but we try our best to make sure that everybody's got the best leg forward to, to be successful. Wow. Who, out of curiosity, who's some of your breeders? Is that something you can say publicly? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Here, I'll, uh, I'll pull up a list here. So I think total, I think we have 20, 26 or something of them now. Um, there's, 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 there's a lot. They, they're all different varieties. Um, some, some focus strictly on on trial dogs. Some are just hunting dogs. But for instance, I'll kind of go through the list. So we got Big Water Dreams Retrievers in Kentucky, um, Sunset Hill Retrievers in Kentucky, DNR Kennels, um, Wolf Den Retrievers, Lady Oaks Labradors, Gochi Labs, White River Retrievers, Roughneck Retrievers, Anderson Kennels, Three Lakes Labradors, Soggy Bottoms Retrievers, Silver Lion Kennels, Meadowview Labs, uh, Firelight Retrievers, Homestead Retrievers, Southern Dream Retrievers, Buff Bourbon Country Retriever, Quick Trigger Kennels, Womack Kennels, um, and then there's a few other ones that are that are not on there. There's uh, Carl Stevens in South Georgia, um, and there's three or four other ones that we we're in the process of adding now. Now, how do you decide? Is that just something you guys decide? Your group decides? Okay, this. Okay, we have this recipient. He's going to get a dog. I don't know if you they pick what type or what. You just decide. Do you, I mean, like, what do you decide? Like, which kennel, yep, so our, what type of dog? Yep. So what we do, so our, our breeder program, there is an application process for them. Um, it's very similar to our recipient process, right? So they fill out an application online, get basic info from them, and then our breeder coordinator conducts a phone interview. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save 
We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Um, and they do, there are contracts and stuff that, that we, that we have for them as well to make sure that health clearances and all those things are taken care mm. of. Um, but what we do is we have a group chat with all of our breeders in it. I go in there and say, Hey man, we got three puppies going home in August. Who's got puppies. And we let breeders that's first come first serve. Whoever comes up and says, I got a dog. This is what I want. You know, okay, here, this is the breeding. And then what we do, we do not allow our recipients to pick their dog. Mm. Um, for a couple reasons is one, I don't know what you're getting as far as most 90% of them are labs right. off the rip. Okay. Um, there are occasions where I can, I have access to other dogs like GSPs, golden retrievers, um, all different kinds of pointing dogs. I have access to those, but they're few and far between because it's some, in, in a lot of cases, it takes a very specific kind of person mm. to give that dog to the lab is, is super easy to give to pretty much everybody mm-hmm. um so what we do is we take our three puppies we say okay here's our three breeders here's our three recipients and i really try to pair up based off of personalities of a breeder and recipient and then we pair them two together and then we try to make this process just like everybody else buying a puppy from them they get all the puppy updates they learn about the parents um, they learn about the breeding why it's why it's special um and, and really try to get their breeder to to become a bit of a mentor for them mm-hmm. um and to and to try to help them grow within the sport with their contacts as well mm-hmm. that's so such it's, a, it's kind of a first come first serve basis i mean we have people all the time that want to donate puppies um and for us it's i i love it uh but it's very hard if somebody says craig i got a puppy i want to donate one right now it's, it's not that simple right because they um, got to be willing to do the other stuff with it right yeah, because we we have to make you go through an application process, um, and it's a first come first serve basis. Mm. And I'm filled I'm filled out all the way till August this year. So mm. right now I need puppies for November, which is our last giveaway for 23, and then we'll start rounding up who's got puppies for 24 all the way out to November. <clears throat> we do it four times a year every mm. quarter. Mm. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so out of curiosity, what is the expectation expectations from the recipients as far as well like we okay because it's a big deal right like i mean you're 100%. you're offering him a, an amazing line breed of dog which and you're not complaining about because i mean these guys have fought for the country are still fighting for the country or whatever Absolutely. um but like with that responsibilities, I'm sure it comes with something. Like you said, you interview him. You don't want him just to go and then probably, well, I'm, I'm just curious. What, yeah, what is that kind of from so them? Here, so, what, so what we, obviously the way that the world operates is I can't force anybody. No, to do anything, right. Right. So what's your hopes? What I should I, say, here, right? Like, here, what are you I'm hoping? Gonna, yeah. I'll, I'll tell, here's what I tell every recipient that I talk to. Cause I, up until, the last two or three giveaways, it was really kind of me having those conversations with people until we really got more of a formal kind of staff put together. Um, but what I tell every recipient when I call them and let them know that they're getting a puppy is 
if you don't listen to what I'm telling you, your wife, your husband, and your kids are not going to like you at all. They're going to make you sleep outside or they're going to make you move because they're not going to have any toys, shoes, clothes, <laughs> furniture in the house because these puppies will destroy it. Mm. They will destroy your house because these are not your average backyard run-of-the-mill yep. dogs. Mm. Not. They are bred specifically to work. These yep. are working dogs. Um, and that's that's really the whole point of what we do is – what here to the line is about, listen, I'm not, we're not about giving puppies away. That's not what we're right. here for. It's more period. Yeah. We are here because I have a community of people that are some of the greatest you've ever met. And it's a very similar atmosphere to the military because we're all here for one purpose, just like the service, right? So when you transition out of the service, you lose that sense of purpose, that sense of mm-hmm. camaraderie with other people mm-hmm. because you all have something in common. Well, in the dog world, man, everybody's got the same thing in common. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. We're all friends and family. Yeah. Um. And and there's drama within it. Don't don't get me wrong. There's a, it has its share of drama as well. Um. But what we're really trying to give people is a community and and a, and a, a purpose in life. Right. We I tell everybody all the time we don't change lives by individuals. We change lives by generations. Because what happens is is if I get you involved in dogs, mm-hmm. see just this conversation that me and you are having. I'm now going to have, you're going to be more interested in going and participating in more dog stuff now than you were a couple of days ago, Mm. right? And with that, your kids and your wife are going to by proxy participate as well. Mm -hmm. They're going to fall in love just like you do because it's really impossible for you not to. I'm I'm telling you, you you show somebody a high-level dog. I just did it today with the construction guy here at the place I live, and... um, he already has asked me if I can help him do some work with his cattle dogs, mm-hmm. right? That he's, he's got them and has never done nothing with them. And he wants to do some Frisbee stuff. I'm like, cool, man, I'll help you out. Right now from there, your kids, their kids, generations of people are going to stay involved in the sport. Right. And now all of a sudden, instead of just one person getting something, I've given it to 13 or 14 others. Right. Yeah. That's um, a good point. That, but the expectations for recipients really are, just participate, right? Take this opportunity that we're providing you because these puppies are worth about $2,000 mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, some are more, some are less. It just depends on the breeder. It depends on the breed. depends right. on the, the pedigree. There's a whole host of things that go into it. But the average dog is around 2000 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, it's a, it's a very big injustice to take that dog and, and deprive it of a life of Right. What it loves to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, these dogs are bred to work. They're not your sit at the, on the couch to just hang out with your dog. Yeah, they'll do service work, bomb work. It doesn't matter what it is. They'll they'll take the task on and they'll perform it. So as long as recipients understand, this is something for me, right? This is this is not like every other organization that comes out and they give you something and then they disappear. Right. Right. Doesn't matter what group it is. They all do it. They all come in, they give you something, and then a week later, you're sitting around looking like, hmm, I'm still with the same people. Mm-hmm. I just happen to have a new car or a new house or whatever you're getting, right? Mm-hmm. Where here, you look around and three months later, you've got 15 new friends that you didn't have five months ago, mm-hmm. right? Or you, you all of a sudden have a family of people that are here to help you succeed in any level possible, right? We've had we've had a recipient lose his house by a fire and our community stepped up and really tried to push to help him as much as we could. Mm. Um, the people sending products for his dogs. I had 
a, a guy donate kennels for him. Like it, there's a whole host of things that the community came together to really drive and help, help our recipient. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as they put the effort in and, and, and do work, now there's going to be recipients that go home and take these dogs and do absolutely nothing with them. You're never going to get away from that. Right. And it doesn't matter what you do, but the expectation is, is just participate mm-hmm. and give it an, give it an honest try. Because if you just try, I promise you it'll be successful. Yeah. And there's no way once you get involved and once you go through that, you're not going to turn back. I, you never see that. And no. Like you're talking about giving the purpose and stuff um, with these like, you know, prior military guys or active duty guys. And I I know there's a lot that listen to um, my podcast and I want to say I appreciate all of you guys out there that are listening in. Thank you for your service, past, present or future. But um, that's the thing is like you're talking about having that camaraderie. Um, yeah. that's the biggest thing is a lot of military guys we miss when you're away from it because it, you can relate so tightly and so closely to things. And that's the thing I've noticed with dog training. Like I can meet another guy at a hunting refuge when I'm out hunting, or I can meet them somewhere in another state and they see my dog. And sure enough, that conversation sparks up. And because we do the same thing with our dogs, we're like talking for 45 minutes with a total stranger, but yet you feel like you've known that guy your whole life. And having what you're having like you said is more than just getting a dog it's something if you're missing out on that guys listening if you want that um, we all know everybody loves dogs right but then to get that on a second level and not only that i know this isn't the priority craig but like to have like you said a high level dog oh yeah that's just a cherry on the top you know and that's the that's the point is like you know for what what I really want our recipients to be able to do is in the dog sports, there's so many opportunities for career, right? You could become a professional trainer. You can, you can do search and rescue as a hobby or as, as an actual paid service. You can do, you can take your dog and teach it how to shed hunt and go out and find sheds and make jewelry, dog chew toys, knives. I mean, there's so many mushroom hunting. I got a friend of mine that, that does morels with dogs. I was going to ask you, I wanted to hear more about this. This man makes more money a year on mushrooms than I've ever seen anybody go to college ever make. I can promise you. Okay. You got to tell me, you got to tell me how you train for that. So there, it's just scent work. It's just like bomb detection or, or, or narcotics or anything like that. It's just, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're training the dog for the scent and, uh, dude, I'm telling you, these these guys go out here with these dogs, and they make astronomical money on mushrooms. Oh yeah, I, I um, shed, shed hunting. There's guys that go get truckloads of sheds, and they make dog chew toys. So what they do is right. they go, they find all these sheds, they take them, they bring them home, they cut them down in mm-hmm. three and a half inch pieces, slice them in half, put them in a little bag, and sell them for dog chew toys, and make a fortune. Yeah, right. There's so many opportunities in our sport, and 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 even on the breeding side of things. Now, what we really try to so I'll kind of give you an idea. We, we hold all breeding rights for our dogs um, because our, our recipients sign a contract with us that states they have to do very specific things in order to obtain breeding rights um, because breeding rights is one of those things that you can do limited registration on AKC. However, there's loopholes, right? And yep. I'm, not, I'm not all about loopholes. I don't like loopholes. Mm-hmm. So what, what we do is give a contract that you sign that states that you have to either get an HR or a senior title self-trained which is a, a really basic hunting dog, right? A finished out meat dog is really what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Those things are very obtainable 
by self-training and with a little bit of help. There's 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 stuff that like force fetch and collar conditioning. Mm-hmm. You can have pros help you in those things. And mm-hmm. we have recipients that have mentorships with pros that help them. So with that, um, you you can go out there and you can get the same title in different um, professions or different sports that are equivalent and get breeding rights as well. But that's that's left up to judgment by the board, to be honest, um, because there are some out there that really don't take a whole lot of work to obtain, and we 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 want them to put the work into the dog before we give them that right. Well, what um, kind so, of what is that though? Like what? Because I'm I'm familiar with those <laughs> titles. So like, what at what point? And I know you got to vote on it. I know there's different things you're saying, but like for in so, general, what do you kind of so like? Uh, like so like like let's just say APLA, which is a pointing lab mm-hmm. organization. So if your dog is an actual pointing lab. And you go and you obtain a a, a, CM, a C, I think it's a CPR is what it's called. Um, and you obtain that same level of like a season senior title in that same in that profession. Um, it, it's equivalent. Okay. Or dock diving. If you go and you do dock diving and you you qualify for certain things, the way the titles work is what makes it difficult. So if you get so many qualified jumps and you're participating at a higher level, then yes, we'll give those to you. Um, so for other sports outside of the retriever world, it's really up to the board of what they want to accept as an equivalent and what they don't. We haven't had those opportunities yet to really define that. So as those come up and as we go further, we'll define those a little, a little better. Gotcha. Um, but for right now, the retriever stuff is really what we focus on because that's the sport we all play in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're branching out into other disciplines as well. Um, and really trying to develop those relationships so that we were more successful at it. Um, but so if you self-train your dog, HR title, senior title, which is a pretty obtainable title for, for most people, um, and you can have some assistance, you can get breeding rights. However, you also have to go through a, a breeding class. Mm. So you got to be educated on genetics, OFA, hips and elbows, um, the dilute stuff. I mean, there's so many things that go and that are involved in breeding, whether you have a male or mm-hmm. a female. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also teach them in that program, if you do have a male, how to approach stud work and how to go about it in the right way. Um, this, this is what I do professionally every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go through and we try to teach our recipients those same things of this is what you look for. This is what you need to ask for. These are the things that you need to require. Uh, we help. We have a lady, our legal advisor, who will help them write contracts for all of that. Um, so, and is this all part of the deal, Craig, or is this additional? Yeah, like, is, no, hundred percent. Holy smokes! All part of it. That's this is, that's unbelievable. Every, everything we do, it's a it's a it's a community effort, man. It's yeah. That's, it's the fact that we all do this professionally as a living. Right? We're either professional breeders, professional trainers. Um, myself, I, I am, I am neither. I'm not a professional trainer nor a professional breeder. I am a, I run a marketing and advertising company basically is what I do for a living. Right. So Mm -hmm. I promote 36 stud dogs all over the nation, everything from national field champions all the way down to some, some really nice duck dogs. Um, and, and then I promote about 50 or so hundred litters or so a year, depending, um, this year, not so many because the market's horrible. Uh, but there's just a, a a whole host of things you can do in the dog world. Now, if a recipient thinks that they're going to be slick and go and send their dog to a pro, sorry, but that's not the case. It's going to cost you about ten to fifteen thousand dollars in general in training fees. 
because I am, we require you to have a hunting retriever champion title and a master title. Under no circumstances are you going to go obtain those for less than $10,000. It's not possible. Wait, Unless say that you, Say that part again. So you're saying you're requiring a master <laughs> title for what? Yeah. So if, if they if they try to cheat the program and yeah. just send their dog to a pro, which is not what we're after. Right. right? We're not right. after that. We want you to do the work. Yes. Um, then we require an HRCH, which is a hunting retriever champion title in the UKC and the HRC. And then we require a master title in the AKC. You have to have both titles, which requires you to go to a pro. And if you're going to pay a pro to do that, they're going to have to run quite a few tests. That's eight tests on the HRC UKC side if they pass them all. And it's seven tests on the AKC side if they pass them all. They're all about $100 a test, roughly $70, $100 a test. And that pro is going to be anywhere from $650 to $1,000 a month. Uh-huh. And it's going to take you at least six months to a year to obtain that, uh-huh. depending on how good the pro is. Um, so there's a whole host of things that, that, to be honest, keep people from cheating the program, right? It's all about getting you in the community and working. Right. It's not about, it's not about you um, going out here and, and just making money off of it. Right, that. right. Well, here's the thing, and that's what, what, I'm, what I'm just kind of mind blown about, to be honest with you, is the access that is available to these recipients for free. Like the fact that you can talk to straight up world renowned professionals when you have a question or you can't figure something out or you're having a tough time with force fetch or now you're getting ready for your senior hunt test and you're stressing out. And you, I mean like that is like priceless to have that access. So you were talking about the Chris Aiken training program. So, We, we actually have a, a partnership with Freddie King, um, mm-hmm. Freddie King's trainer program. Yeah. And all of our recipients get that free of charge um, donated by him and his and his group. Um, a phenomenal way for recipients to start. Now, this yeah. is something that's fairly new. Um, we, we have gone through and given it to all the past recipients as well. Um, but every recipient coming out now gets that free program when they go home. They get that mentorship with their breeder. Um, and then... The majority of the time, and, and, and there are circumstances where there's not a lot of assistance where somebody lives. So it requires some time and travel for recipients. It's mm-hmm. not a, this is not a go home and all of a sudden it just falls in your lap type of deal. Right. It requires you to do some work. Oh, and yeah. some effort into it. But if you do, just for instance, in our, in our community chat group, just, just our community chat with our recipients and staff, there's people like myself, right? So. I own a marketing and promoting company. I promote dogs all over the country, right? You have Guy Anderson, who's been a pro trainer for 30 uh-huh. plus years. You got Amy Smith, who's been a breeder for 10 or 15 years professionally, um, as one of the nicest breeders in the country. You have Deuce Williams, who's bourbon country retrievers in Kentucky, one of the nicest breeders in the country. You have guys like uh, Ryan France, um, sponsor coordinator, Justin Dirk, recipient coordinator, both professional trainers. Well, Justin's an amateur, but trains on a professional level. Ryan France is a pro trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, Marie um, Madras, she's our social media coordinator. She or manager, she is a she's a pro trainer. Um, we have relationships with all kinds of people. There's throughout our staff. There's probably 10, 15 professional trainers, four or five professional breeders, amateurs of all different kinds. Whether they're amateur retriever trainer, we got people like uh, Alexi Hartman who does shed hunting, service work, 
um, detection. I mean, all kinds of different sports. So there's also people like Nicole, who is our substance abuse mental health advisor. So she's a professional in the mental health world. Um, she deals professionally with substance abuse, mental health. So if you have any kind of questions, concerns, you need help, assistance, have somebody in your family that needs help, she's a point of contact. Mm. Um, our legal advisor, Stephanie France, she's she's there 100% of the time. If you have a contract question about uh, a puppy going forward or if you decide to branch out and buy a dog, she's always there to look at those contracts and help people out, write their own contracts that they need. Um, there's just so many things that we can offer each other yeah. if we come together and teach as a community. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So yeah. our community page on Facebook has 1,700 some odd people in it. They are professionals, amateurs, non-dog people. I mean, every vet's uh, Leland Davis. He's on our staff as well. He's a veterinarian. Um, he owns Real Foot uh, Vet Hospital down in uh, Union City, Tennessee. So 100%, any question you have, we can answer, we can help with, and it's all free of charge. You just got to participate. If you participate and put the work in, man, we will help you succeed. Um, you'd be surprised of what standing on a line, running a dog that you self-trained and getting a ribbon will do for you. Oh, man, you yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, just the value of that, it's just, that's that's crazy. And like you said, you're not... They're, you're not sending to him and they're doing the work you are. But my point is when I was doing it, Chris Aiken is actually, I have such high respect for him because honestly, uh, he sells the DVDs for people that want to do self-training, but like the fact he stands behind it and I don't even know it. He never even asked me Well, I called him straight up, called him one time I was struggling with some force fetch, had a question for him and he took my phone call. Like I known him his whole life and helped me take took 10 minutes with me and never questioned anything. And I thought, man, that's, that's really saying something. Cause when I called my told him I was using his stuff and not, you know, whether that was why he helped or not. But I thought, man, I only called him twice ever in that whole process. And knowing that there, you guys have hero to the line has a, an insane amount of people and so many different varieties that, I just want to encourage anybody listening that's thinking about applying for this or even getting a dog. Like that is phenomenal to have that access. And that's so encouraging. Like as someone that was training a dog or never done it before, man, you got the help you need. Like you said, the mentors there, that's, that takes so much more guesswork out of it. You know, hundred percent, you know, it's a, even, even if, even if you have a dog and, and you, you're a, you're a service member or a gold star or whatever. It doesn't, even if you're not and you have a dog and you want to take part in that community, go to Facebook, Hero to the Line, punch it in the search bar. It's Hero to the Line community page. to jump on there. And if you have a question, put it in there, right? Ask it. it, it there's no dumb question. Mm -hmm. Now, don't be surprised if there are some people that have some pretty poignant opinions about certain things mm -hmm. because everybody mm -hmm. does. However, we, we do police our community page very well. Um, we do not allow any kind of soliciting or anything like that. Um, but if you have questions or, or you need help with something, I guarantee you there is somebody on there that has either done it, experienced it, or going through it right now. And they're all, they're all wanting to know the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we, 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 we get everybody involved, man. If, you're, if you want to get involved and be a part of it, come on over. Um, we allow participation from anybody. Um, as far as receiving a puppy, like I said, that process is a little different than than the than the average, right? So there is a bit of a 
a process to go through to really take part in the entire program. Mm-hmm. Um, however, even if you already have a dog, apply, right? Apply. Because worst case, you don't get a puppy, but guess what? We, we want to make sure that you get that same help as everybody else. And we'll just let you into the community, right? Come on into the community, participate in our, our, our group chats on Discord, participate in, ask questions, right? Can I give you access to everything? No, not mm-hmm. by no means. That, that's kind of a that's kind of a no no. I get yelled at. Like mm-hmm. that's not necessarily because I don't want to. I, I just get yelled at. Um, but definitely, I mean, we have people in our program now that, or we did up until recently, um, that didn't have a dog, and, and she was literally a recipient just to learn and be educated because she already had a puppy. Unfortunate circumstances made it to where she no longer had that puppy. Um, so we are giving her her dog this this august um there's all kinds of opportunities to do anything and everything you can think of um it's not just about you know applying for a free puppy man this is really about building a community that's larger and better Mm -hmm. um and guys like you know like you said with chris you know taking your phone call man there's there's really not many pros out there there are a few i'm not going to say that there are a few um but there's very few out there that that won't take that phone call and, and at least answer your question. Yeah. You know, if you got if you got a problem or something. Now, are they gonna give you all their secrets? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Uh, however, if they don't, just call and I'll be like, Yeah, listen, this is what they're doing. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, yeah. I don't have problems giving away all the secrets because there really is no secret. It's all been done before. Right. Somebody's done it before them, and you can go and learn the same thing that they do and do it even better. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's the whole point, man. If we can build a new community of people, grow this sport, make it a household thing for everybody. You can save so many lives with dogs. Yeah. It's not even funny. That's so awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate what you do. And I know we're kind of out of time cause you had some appointments and I've got someone knocking on my door right now, but, uh, Craig, why don't you, I appreciate, come on, Craig Zimmer, uh, founder and president of Hero to the Line. You can check them out, Hero to the Line, Hero with the number two, theline.org. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram. And, man, I really appreciate what you're doing and and uh, coming on this podcast today. Man, I appreciate you giving us the opportunity. Um, and, and this is a, it's a big deal. And I, I welcome everybody to come and participate. Again, man, throw us a like on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok. Um, if, if you want to get involved, uh, the, our contact information is everywhere. Go to our website, click on how to join. There's applications for breeders, trainers, pro staff, applicants, you name it. Go on there, fill it out, send an email to the right person, um, and we'll get in touch with you and, and try to get you in the correct place. Um, be patient. There's a lot going on, and, and I do lose people from time to time. So if you don't hear from me right away, man, bug the crap out of me and get a hold of me. Um, my, my phone number is posted literally everywhere all over the internet um and so is some of our staff members as well so participate um come fill out an application and i I look forward to seeing as many people as possible all right thanks again craig appreciate that all right guys hope you enjoyed this one and like i said go check out the site and if you're interested please do apply i mean that's just an incredible opportunity so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys on the next one (laughs) 